Hello and welcome to PodPod. I'm Adam Shepard and this week we're bringing you another in-depth panel session from one of our recent events, this time from last month's Podcast Advertising Summit. In this panel discussion on the best way to create powerful and impactful podcast advertising campaigns, moderated by PodPod's Rue Makari, we were joined by Hiscox UK Head of Brand Marketing, Ed Berth, Vicky Handley, Brand Communications Lead for Lloyd's Banking Group, Spotify's Ed Couchman, Head of Sales for Northern Europe, and Steve Dunlop, Founder and CEO of AMA. It's a truly fascinating debate filled with a host of interesting insights. So let's take a listen. So first off, can you please uh, introduce yourselves uh, to the audience and what your role in the podcast advertising world is like? Yeah. Hi, my name's Steve Dunlop, founder and CEO of AMA, A Million Ads. We do dynamic creative audio advertising for uh, all digital audio platforms, podcasting, uh, uh, digital radio uh, and music streaming. I used to be at Global back in the day uh, and then founded AMA back in 2015 uh, to really add some ad tech innovation um, into the audio space. Uh, and here we are today, uh, really capitalising on that. Hello, uh, I'm Vicky Hanley. I look after all of the Lloyds Bank brand communications. So that's everything in the broadcast space. We've been using podcasts for years now, and it's now a vital part of our sort of audio Media mix. In fact, it's over. We spend about a quarter of all the campaign spend in audio is on podcasts. Hello, I'm Ed Berth, or Ed Hiscox, as I'm going to be called today. Uh, it's very strange that everyone's above us, isn't it? Um, and they're, they're looking down. Uh, anyway, so I'm uh, head of brand marketing for His- Hiscox UK. Similar to Vicky, I'm also in charge of our brand uh, budget uh, across all channels. Um, we are perhaps not as advanced as Lloyd's, uh, but this year we are. Um, at advertising um quite heavily in podcasts uh through spotify and uh, also through you know maybe someone else who we won't, we won't name um uh so um you know it's an exciting year for us we've we've, we've dabbled with um content creation in in the past as well so that's me um i should i should possibly add because it might be interesting and it might frame some of my answers um my background before this is creative agencies so when we come on to talking about um advertising and what good looks like i've got a few um points of view on that so that's me and I'm Spotify Ed. I think I've been introduced twice. I think you don't probably want to hear from me again about what I do. <laughs> hey, so the first question is for you, Ed, at Spotify. Um, <laughs> so you've been on our podcast before and you've spoken about the power of authentic host-read sponsorships. So can you tell us about your approach to matching the right podcast host with the right brand? Yeah, sure. Um, I think like all good things, maybe it's this sort of alchemy of uh, art and science. But I think really it starts with the team uh, having a really deep understanding of the campaign objectives, what, what the communication challenges the brand's facing or what are they trying to do uh, with the media campaign. And then really thinking through their sort of deep knowledge of the amount of podcasts that we have from all the fantastic uh, owned and operated things so i say louis theroux or anything from the keep it light media slate or from gold hanger productions and the, the rest of the slate so a, a deep knowledge of the content essentially and then i think it's about thinking through how those two match and, and align and when we speak to advertisers and hopefully ed and vicar talk about this that you know what we understand is is the real attraction of host reads is that sort of deep intimate connection that the hosts have with the listeners that essentially they are like your funny or your intelligent friends. So it could be, say, um, 
Alistair Campbell and Rory Stewart from The Rest is Politics, who are like your deep, wise friends who know everything about everything. Or it could be, say, Josh Whittacombe and his great humour on, on Parenting Hell. But essentially, you kind of feel like you're having this conversation in the pub with your great mates and they help you understand things or navigate the world. I think that's really what brands and advertisers are really trying to sort of tap into, essentially, and build that association and that trust. And, you know, we've got some really great examples, actually. So a a couple that spring to mind for me, and I'll I'll just quickly build out that Rory Stewart. Um, So Airbnb wanted to attract new hosts. And actually, because we're so close to those podcasts and understand the host, we know that actually Rory Stewart is actually a host for Airbnb. So it kind of made complete sense for him to do a host read because he really understood. And then he has this sort of real authenticity when he's sort of talking around what it's like to be an Airbnb host. And I think this can be extended out as well. So a really great example we had was from uh, Disney Plus and the season two of Welcome to Wrexham, which is the sort of football documentary show. Of course, the content and the audience is perfect for the rest is football. And so having a host read by the three hosts, uh, Gary Lineker, uh, Mikko Richards and Alan Shearer, of course, made sense. But again, there's an added level of authenticity because Alan Shearer has a direct relationship with the club because he knows one of the players. And then when he's building out the creative and that sort of freewheeling host read becomes so much more impactful because of that authenticity. And I think the final example we had was from uh, Monzo. And again, working with a range of podcasts, but notably the rest is uh, history around business banking and try, uh, around consumer banking, sorry, and trying to build out new audiences with millennials, essentially. And this is where this sort of, as I said, this alchemy of art and science, the authenticity, the intimacy, and the personal connection really brings those campaigns to life. And that's what we try and do, try and bring all that together. Great. Um, and um, Steve, I wanted to ask you about AMA, obviously. Um, so it really prioritizes the importance of contextual targeting in podcast advertising. Uh, how can brands ensure that they're meeting the right audiences? Um, well, firstly, the context of the, uh, the, the topic that um, is being discussed in the podcast is usually quite specific. Uh, there's uh, IAB brand categories, which would be news, technology, business news, and so on. But actually, you can, there's another sublet to all of that. I think there's 800 and something different uh, uh, topic categories. So you can, you can just pick the context by what, um, uh, what the, the hosts might be talking about that week. Um, there are also technologies that now transcribe podcasts and, and auto-categorized. There's a, a company called Barometer and Sounder uh, who can provide minute-by-minute categories. So if you start off talking about a football story but then end up talking about a business news story, actually you can target within the, the minutes of the, of, of the podcast content itself. And then importantly, using a technology like ours, you can actually change the, uh, the messaging within the advertising uh, in, in the, uh, the ad that's inserted into, uh, into the content to also be context aware. So if you are advertising on a football podcast, you might want to, the voiceover to be slightly faster and more upbeat or maybe the music to be uh, more appropriate. And if you're talking about business news, you maybe, again, you want to slow it down, be a bit more serious. Uh, and using dynamic creative, you can do all of that at once and do it across uh, in a scalable way. And because you mentioned uh, places like Barometer and Sounder, and they both use AI, um, so what role can AI play in targeting the right podcast audiences? So I see AI within our industry in kind of three categories. Um, the first is uh, been around for a long time, which is using smart algorithms and machine learning to work out where audiences are, to match audiences across uh, across channels. Lots of companies do that kind of thing. The second is then 
voice synthesis and using AI to actually be the voice uh, of, uh, of a voice you recognize or maybe a, a synthesized voice that, that we can use that doesn't require um, a human to go into a studio. Uh, and then the third is generative AI. And this is, this is the, the thing that's got us all excited since um, uh, ChatGPT launched in November 22 uh, and has got the whole world thinking about AI. It's actually a very specific part of AI, which is generative AI, where, where you can ask a question and, um, and, a, and a seemingly very, you know, reasonably human response uh, comes back. We're using all of those types in, uh, uh, in, in the, the work that we do. Um, actually, funnily enough, in 2018, we did a campaign for Hiscox, which was the very first time we used voice synthesis in a campaign uh, what six years ago? Um, so, um, and, and it's, it's for your cyber insurance. So, at the time, voice, voice, generative voices were very kind of. Um, if you remember early days of Alexa and so on, was hello, that kind of voice. Um, but that was that was the brand message at the time. It was about you know protecting your data from from cyber attacks and so on. And so, we use voice synthesis in in our creative. We now use generative AI more and more in in the kind of idea generation stuff. But in terms of your question about um, finding audiences. There's plenty of, uh, you know, uh, uh, digital advertising spits out data in every uh, uh, dimension um, and lots of it. So um, using computers to the best of their ability, which is churning through all that data to then work out where the patterns, the trends, the, the audiences, the, um, the movements are, um, it's very helpful. Not something we do, but, but, um, uh, but other uh, ad tech firms can, can help with that stuff. You know, um, um, Spotify has also used AI in the past with things like translations. What are other tech innovations that Spotify has explored in terms of podcast advertising yeah sure so um i think you're right that we do broadly see ai as having a positive we're optimistic about it if done right and we definitely think it can help unlock a new wave of creativity for consumers but i think taking a step back and then thinking more broadly about innovation i think there's two or three areas where we've really focused on i think firstly interactivity and listening to both consumers and advertising we've added a whole bunch of interactivity you're probably familiar with it if i did a quick show of hands who's on spotify yeah most of us have you done jam or blended where you're kind of yeah great where we're you're basically sort of sharing your musical preferences but it's interactivity and i think we also heard from advertisers about interactivity and i think to answer the question specifically on podcasts one area of interactivity we've included our call to action cards that i think most advertisers understand that pods are great at driving awareness or consideration but actually we also needed to add a layer of interactivity so if someone's interested how do they find out more and a call to action card essentially allows advertisers or a user to do that. So they simply tap, click, and then you get more information about a product or service. So I think interactive is one of them. The second area, I think, is around bringing a degree of sophistication from measurement. So and I know we might talk about this later. So just very briefly, you know, we heard from advertisers that one of the sort of barriers to marketing investment into podcasts is actually, is it going to work for me? Am I going to get the outcomes that I need? And we invested a lot in a a suite of tools that we pull together to call Spotify Advertising Analytics. And I'll pause on that because we might talk about it later. And then the third, really, and we talked about host reads of building sort of intimacy and that sort of relationship with, with uh, the hosts. But actually, at the other end of the spectrum is reach and scale. And we invested in technology to bring degrees of sophistication that media buyers are used to in digital to a audience and an audience network across podcasts that we call the Spotify Audience Network. So I think there's interactivity, uh, measurement and then technology around extending buys and reach into a broader uh, reach play. I was just going to build on that because it's, it's a really good point about um, data and effectiveness. Mm. And if you, you know you're competing ultimately for budget against channels which have been around for a long time. I look at sort of TV advertising and all the work that Thinkbox does 
on creating um, really easy to digest effectiveness stuff. They, they even give you the slides that you can steal and put straight in your presentations. They make it super easy for media agencies to pitch it, super easy for clients like us to buy it. So um, I, think, I think that's got to be the trajectory, um, make it easy. Um, Vicky, I wanted to ask uh, if you could tell us about when Lloyd's Bank decided to start adding podcasts into its brand into the brand's media mix. Yeah, I think um, I think everyone can kind of see what's happening within the media landscape. So I think brands are fighting for attention more and more um, as time goes on. Um, the, the kind of fragmented media landscape is ever evolving. It's getting more and more difficult um, to target customers a to target them then also to get them to listen to what you're actually saying so the power so obviously when you're looking at a full campaign media mix the power of podcasts is that you have that full attention so if you've got linear radio digital radio you've still got a lot of other stuff going around going on in there in the consumer's surroundings so actually listeners and customers are making that time to listen to that specific podcast and they're tuning out from everything else that's going around them and that's absolute gold dust because if you look at all of the other media channels you just don't get that you don't get that kind of a hundred percent attention and the second point around sort of data and audiences is you can be super relevant so what you're talking about will actually have that kind of authenticity and relevance to what the listener is listening on the podcast they've got that trust with the uh, presenter and they're actually going to take notice of your brand and what you have to say when it's being delivered through somebody that they have a relationship with so I think it's it's absolutely paramount which is why it's always part of our um, campaign mix in that you just it's the only way that you can get that 100% attention for such a short space of time in people's everyday busy lives can I confess I only give about 80% attention because if I'm ironing I need to like watch where you know you don't do it on the train, then? <laughs> do you really? Yeah. <laughs> it's a very well-ironed shirt, I must say. <laughs> it was a good podcast as well. <laughs> was it our one, Ed? <laughs> so how do you measure success for Lloyds Bank when it comes to podcast advertising? So we don't kind of do... Well, we do a lot of channel-specific success, but our overarching, so our overarching brand objective for, say the savings investment campaign that's coming out shortly is around building that category brand awareness that Lloyds Bank do savings and investments. And that is our kind of overarching objective. And then we track each individual kind of media um, after the campaign's finished. So it's whether it's contributed to brand awareness and category brand awareness and that we do savings and investments. So we don't, we kind of, we don't actually measure podcasts in silo. It's part of that mix. And a lot of other channels you can't measure that specifically on how they've taken your brand out it's not it's not a direct response ad it's not four percent savings rate and then tracking the the kind of sales off the back of it it's very much around getting that category brand awareness out so that when people are thinking about savings and investments they think oh i just heard lloyd's very credible somebody who i have um uh, a lot of respect for is talking about that brand therefore i'll go and visit lloyd's um now ed hiscox (laughs) So you're, you mentioned having a background working in a creative agency. So how how does that play into your podcast advertising strategy? Yeah, it means I'm a bit of a nightmare for the agency. It's how, probably, many, how many scripts have you rejected? I try and be nice, but... Um, Did you do uh, the voiceover as well? <laughs> write the theme tune, sing the theme tune, all of it. Um, AI voiceover. <laughs> um, how does it affect how we use the medium? I suppose... I would say and I would hope that I'm really pushing our, our agencies and our partners for, for good 
I hope this isn't a controversial thing to say, but not all the advertising and not all the host reads that I see in the world of podcasting are are that good. There's some excellent work. I know, I know. I mean, you can kick me out now. Um, and I, I, just, I just see it done suboptimally over and over again. And, and I think the rules of what good look like are the same as good in a lot of other channels. So emotion rather than rational. I see so many kind of rational uh, messages with, without that sense of storytelling, which all the, all the effectiveness evidence tells you is what unlocks really... Um, disproportionate performance. Um, so I, I think that's a big part of it. And, and creativity in general, you've got this, you, you know, as Vicky was saying, you've got this lovely, intimate moment, a perfect opportunity to, to, to make a bond. And so I'm always pushing the agency for, for entertainment as much as anything. We know it's relatively easy to skip advertising in this, in this channel compared to some. And so, you, you know, you can't take anything for granted. You've got to work really hard to, to offer some value back. And I don't always see that with, with other advertisers. And uh, I would like to hope that the Hiscox ads, and we've got some weird stuff like an ad that's half in Spanish and something read by a five-year-old. And we're working on something at the moment where we accidentally infringe the copyright of a uh, famous band. Keep a uh, look out for that. Um, but all, all, all trying to, you know, tr- to entertain as well as educate in, in, in that kind of storytelling way. Inform? A bit of inform as well, but, but you know, it needs, to come, it needs to come after you've grabbed the attention, I suppose. So, um, I think that's really, that like, decision. creative is equally as important as kind of the media itself. So you've got to have that relevance. So if you have, I'll bring this example because I think it's, it's incredible. So we were talking to parents about a kid's savings account between 11 and 15-year-olds. Now... Zenith, the guys are here who are absolutely brilliant agency, actually proposed Happy Mum, Happy Baby to talk to, so that um, Joanna Fletcher could talk about her experiences and how it is important to start saving for your children's future. However, we were like, well, she hasn't got children that age. So how can she be authentic and really passionate about what she's talking about? So you've got to choose um, who, your, who your hosts are going to be versus the message that you're getting across otherwise you might as well just do spot advertising because you're not going to get that passion from the host that comes through we're we're going to touch on this a bit more during the future of podcast advertising session later today but do you think that we we can expect to see more advertisers kind of investing in that creative long form um, campaigns with podcast hosts ones that take a bit more time but end up having more effective results i think so otherwise you're just not going to stand out and be distinctive you'll just morph into or it's just another ad so creative is hugely important i think it's also for the for the future of the podcast industry you know real growth will come will come from unlocking brand investment which is where the real scale is you know it's great that you can do podcasts uh, at a micro level and you can test a little call to action but actually if you want to grow substantially you need to be getting well not so much me you need to be getting people like vicky's budget to us slightly bigger than mine um uh, but you need to be you need to be showing how it can work at scale to to move brand levers and not just not just position things as as as, as tactical um yeah, and I think you've got to really work with the host. So we've had had quite a few occasions where the scripts, they don't understand the brand and they don't understand what we're trying to talk about. So actually now we will write a brief with Zena together to give to the host so that they really get to the really get to the understanding of what we're trying to say. So they will then naturally kind of bring their passion to what they'll be doing in the host reads. I, I think there's a there's a point about variety as well in this particular channel. So, you know, obviously if you 
if you like a particular podcast, you're going to spend a lot of time with it. You're going to encounter advertiser messages with a repetition that you don't always see in other, in other channels. So I think, I think variation in, in your approach creatively is, is extra important. I actually think this is where things like AMA technology really, really comes, comes to the fore because you know, it's so easy, even for something good, to go, oh, I've heard that 16 times and I'm just going to click plus 30. But if it's different every time or if there's variety, you know, there, there's, there's a potential there. And because, because it's audio, you can create that without investing huge amounts that, that we have to in kind of visual assets. So, um, you know, I push everybody to, to not just go, oh, we've, we've done a, a good host read or a good ad, um, aren't, we, aren't we good? But just to, to keep pushing and, and, and vary just to build that, that creative cost is so important you know often i think audio is sometimes lazily seen as not creative but actually the constraint of audio makes it a wonderfully creative medium and the barriers for creativity are so low you, it, the investment is far lower and you can build on that sort of power of the imagination test learn have multiple uh, creatives and quickly and obviously with the benefit of technology as well I think um, also one of the big concerns for podcast advertisers and, and brands is finding content that's brand safe and brand suitable. So how can they ensure that they're going the right way about it? I think it, I think you've got to evaluate the hosts because the hosts are the ones that are effectively the voice of your brand. So if the hosts, I don't know, for example, if you had somebody that was kind of bank bashing Lloyds in the media who had a podcast, you'd be like, well, now I'm going to steer away from that person because they genuinely just don't like the brand and have a massive kind of challenge with it. So you've got to, you've got to make sure that who you choose is going to kind of support your brand because they are effectively the voice of your brand in that particular time frame when consumers are listening to those podcasts. I mean, I would say that all channels have got challenges with brand safety at the moment. Um, actually, when you look at the numbers, radio and podcasts are considered some of the safest channels. And I think it's because they, they don't have that, um, you know, that visual uh, association, which, which can sometimes sort of lead to traps. So I think when we, when we come to talking to stakeholders about it, I, I don't get anywhere near the number of challenges on podcasts that I do when I'm saying oh here we're going to buy a bunch of display advertising and they go exactly where is that going to go so you know absolutely as an industry you and we should be thinking about that but you know I think you're in a reasonable place on that and actually you know it can be a strength as you as as you grow you know I've worked in other organizations at different platforms and I totally agree the challenge we have is a a different scale and I think to answer the question specifically work with a trusted partner you know at Spotify very simplistically we've invested in human beings and technology to make sure the platform is safe and only vetted content is on the platform and I think working with trusted partners is absolutely crucial and the there's at the moment I would say there's many advertisers are a bit nervous around uh, how they could measure their podcast campaigns and how how they can measure success. So how can they be reassured that podcasts will deliver them success? Shall I go? I'll, I'll talk about how we're we're measuring it. So um, we we're looking, you know, both at, at, at overall brand metric level. So Hiscox is, a, is an insurer. And one of our main target audience is, is SMEs. One of the things that podcasts allow us to do is, is reach some of those SMEs that we actually can't get at through other media. So we, we, we have a target audience of accountants, of management consultants, of people who work in the creative and media industries. Really hard to reach through traditional media. And so part of our, our rationale for being in this channel is to go after those. And what we can actually do when we when we do our brand tracking is is, is oversample against those particular audiences, and really see whether we're making a difference. And we you know we saw in our last brand tracker that you know management consultants 
we, we made a huge difference on, on those guys by actively targeting them. So we still look through bra- a brand lens rather than a sort of response and have they gone to our website and filled out a quote. We don't, um, we, we're interested in that, but we don't justify it that way. But there's plenty of brands that, that do use Absolutely. it in that form, and, and, and podcasting is a great direct response medium, and, and every podcast ad that we've all heard for Casper Mattresses and Athletic Greens and uh, BetterHelp, you know, we've all heard that, you know, go to betterhelp.com and enter you know adam buxton at the at the checkout to get 10 percent off your first you know that so that is that is performance marketing that is direct response performance marketing and it works and it works i mean the, the, I, I would call that kind of podcast advertising 1.0 where it was very good for specific d2c brands very good for kind of new brands that we would never heard of before but could get all of the kind of deep uh, engagement through uh, through the medium we need to move to podcast 2.0 and and um uh, and really you know the the, the beauty of the host red is definitely 1.0. It's challenging to scale that though. And when, if you wanted to spend more money, do you have to speak to more podcasters and test them all? But we've got to get technology in there to help actually to scale to, to 2.0. So what is what is podcasting 2.0? So it's it's where podcasting catches up with with pretty much every other digital channel. Programmatic would be a big part of that, but also adding other ad tech features like dynamic insertion, dynamic creative, brand safe uh, targeting and so on. Um, and being able to do that across a range of podcasts, not just the hero brands that we've talked about today, is how you get scale, and actually you want to do it in all formats. You want to be able to have uh, perhaps a spot-style advert and a host-red-style kind of sponsorship that runs over a longer period of time. And I think one thing that we're working hard on is kind of innovation in that creative format. There's definitely an allergic response when people talk about putting radio advertising onto podcasting, and I think that's right. The, the, the podcast atmosphere that the listener is in is completely different to listening to radio in a car or on the, you know, the, the kitchen worktop or whatever, so we should respect the format that the listener's in. So there's, a, there's an opportunity, a creative opportunity in the middle between, if you say, spot advertising is on the, on the left-hand side and, and the, the delicious host red spending a, a minute talking about nothing but your brand is on the right-hand side, very expensive, hard to scale, very cheap, easy to scale. There's a, there's a, a creative format opportunity that we're working on at AMA with, with our various partners around the world to fill that gap and make it feel to the listener still like it's in context and relevant and, and not disrupting their experience, but able to scale and able to uh, increase budget into podcasting i think that's a really well-made point and i think you know i wonder if marketers are are associating the medium too much with host reads and go well that looks like a lot of hard work or for many brands you know it's it's quite easy if you've got something that's we were talking about cars earlier you know auto trader is a brilliant case study i'm sure we'll hear about but you know you're talking about cars there's an interest point it's for low interest brands like insurance it's not that interesting spoiler um uh you have to be more lateral at it so you so so things like that and uh, and formats that are unexpected and coming in with entertainment rather than trying to get a host to say why they're so excited about a 200 pound small business policy is um really compelling for, for brands like us i think that's really interesting because we are a very low interest category i mean kind of you have a longer relationship with your bank than you do your partner. So even though, we, <laughs> even though we keep customers for the lifetime, to actually keep them engaged and to get them to take out more products with us and to keep them brand loyal is really challenging. So there very few people will switch to their current accounts, but they'll take savings accounts elsewhere. They'll take credit cards with other, other providers, especially the fintechs. Um, I mean, they're a huge challenge for us in there. Their technology is much faster, much more advanced, and how we're trying to keep up with them. But I'm, 
I'm really excited about what you're saying about this middle gap because we do, like you say, spot linear ads. We also put spot ads onto podcasts and do the host reads. But there's so many different podcasters that are in this middle gap that for us as brands, we have to kind of sign off all the scripts, sign off the road, like the host reads. So we can only do, as well as everything else, we can only do maximum sort of 10 podcasts reads within every campaign. But then these other kind of collective podcasters that make up in totality a lot of the a lot of the audiences, like how do we be smarter with technology and creative that makes it easier for us to to, to kind of work with those smaller podcasters? Reem, can I just build on the original question about efficiency and effectiveness, that question? Um, so I've been at Spotify almost one year to the day. And uh, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, boss. <laughs> 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 and one of the things I first heard when I joined Spotify talking to advertisers for the first time about podcasts was essentially this sort of understanding that there wasn't a great amount of measurement actually you know it might have been that Steve's 1.0 it could be a host read a, you know a mattress or a, some slippers you know traditional DR performance advertisers but it wasn't really many brand advertisers that uh, just really forward-thinking ones, but there was this sort of gap around, actually, I'm not sure about whether it's a wise investment in my marketing budget. And it's the, what we found was it's the number one barrier or hurdle to overcome for marketeers to invest in pods was understanding whether they're getting a good return on their investment. And I think over the last year that we've really risen to that challenge, essentially. But there's still this sort of perception reality gap, a perception that podcasts don't provide measurement solutions and the reality is at Spotify we really do and we've invested heavily and significantly in what I sort of mentioned earlier about Spotify advertising analytics that gives both sort of media measurements and tactical measurements on sort of reach and frequency etc so you can fine-tune a campaign but additionally on more sophisticated measurements say conversion or attribution and we also have a range of third-party solutions as well so say brand lift studies so I think it's incumbent on all of us to try and close this gap between the perception and reality. And the reality is podcast does have sophisticated measurement uh, tools available to you. I've got a, I, I'm actually going to ask you a question, if that's okay, if Reem, if Reem doesn't mind, just building on that. Um, so, so, you know, when I speak to my agencies, they talk about, you know, still a number of kind of walled gardens existing within the world, the greater world of, um, of podcast advertising. Do you think those wall gardens need to be broken to allow brands and marketers to kind of plan in a more in a more neutral way or not? It's a really tough question. I think it's one that we've been grappling with ourselves. And plan and buying an efficient is that a universal currency of some sort of measurement currency? Uh, yes, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, and I think without getting too geeky i think this comes down through how you view the world between when is a a listen and when is an ad heard is it on download or is it when it's streamed philosophically at spotify we believe it's when it's streamed and there's parts of the industry that are still around download and we're in this sort of middle world at the moment and i think that middle world of or viewing the world differently between download and stream which is sort of reinforcing those wall gardens i think it's fair to say but that might have gotten a bit too geeky I've got a question too. Sorry, are you going to come on? I was just going to say it's only going to get more geeky, isn't it, today? So, <laughs> no, sorry, it's going to be an interview with Edna. <laughs> so, um, I'm so pleased my boss is here. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so in your view, then the the barrier for advertisers using podcasts is measurement. Because for me, as an advertiser, I'd much prefer to spend my budget on podcasts than linear radio, just because of that attention and relevance span. 
So we conduct a whole bunch of sort of questionnaires to advertisers essentially to try and ascertain and understand what's preventing them from investing or investing more. And we have a specialised um, programme initiative that we call the next episode, where essentially we take a group of advertising agencies through a se- sort of sequence of content and events to try and encourage them to spend in in podcasts and the number one question when we sort of do a pre-session question is around uh, measurement and with our other sort of barriers and blockers but it tends to be the perennial question time and time again um i'm gonna ask you a question actually but it's not, not an interrogation but actually i think one thing that's uh <laughs> one thing that's interesting to me about spotify that i think is actually really helping the industry is uh, and you mentioned this in the in the opening remarks talking about like things like the report like the podcast trends report and i think these are really important to have in the industry because they're actually ad- educating advertisers about how podcasts can really help them even when there aren't like numbers on on how they could like measure but they could just talk about things like raising brand awareness so I, I find those very important it's not really a question, it's more of a statement Yeah, I think also, as we, I tried to mention in my opening remarks it, podcasts really are shaping default, um, defining and reflecting the cultural conversation so you know, anyone watched The Traitors last night? Yeah, right, brilliant episode not sure, I think Harry's going to win personally but you know, that's also going to be reflected in the rest is entertainment when that drops Like the, the conversation of all those key cultural moments are absolutely happening in podcasts, it's where people are turning to for their news, entertainment helping navigate the world, helping understand the world and it feels like they're hanging out with their best mates essentially, I think that is really really powerful um, before we go into audience questions, um, I wanted to ask all of you if you could say what do you think brands would be missing out on if they're not investing into podcast advertising and what, what is one piece of advice that you would give them? Uh, call your friendly Spotify representative. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, I, I was going to say, you know, think audience first, think objectives. Um, the question shouldn't be, should I be using podcast advertising? The question should be, what, do, what, do you, what, do you, what are your business objectives? What are your marketing objectives? What's the role for media? And then as an industry, we should be really clear about you know, what the benefits are and, that, and that's how you sell podcast advertising. I agree with all of that. Um, I think as a build on that, the, there's kind of three sort of key words for me, which is um, authenticity, relevance and attention. And just try it. It's, pretty, it's a pretty cheap entry point. As, as Ed was saying, the creative might be off-putting, but actually it's, it's audio. We can all be on a beach eating a bounty bar with just a little sound effect in the background and a nice voiceover and some lapping waves, whereas you don't need to send you know, a crew of 10 people on a, on a private jet to the Bahamas to film it. So you, you, audio is a really great place to get started and podcasting. Just give it a go. And, and you know, plenty of partners in the room and on stage here who can help you out. I insisted my agency take me to the Bahamas for the uh, audio recording. For the cyber insurance ad, yeah. (laughs) Okay, I have a few questions from the audience. So the first one is, should podcasters reach out to brands about potential sponsorship campaigns um, and how can they best do this? Without repeat my answer, call your friendly Spotify representative. (laughs) But, you know, jokes aside, I think it's just having a bit more knowledge and a deeper appreciation of media, marketing, etc. Having a range of knowledge across multiple podcasts for that to answer some of those questions about what's the brand campaigns, what the metrics, what we're trying to achieve, the authenticity, the relevance. So I think not just going to one individual podcast. It actually makes sense to come to a person like Spotify that has a broad view on the whole industry, essentially. We get approached, approached by sort of, you know, podcast and other, and other sort of media vehicles. And, and, you know, often they've only thought about 
audience fit they haven't thought about brand fit or they only thought about scale and they haven't thought about audience fit and you know i think you know there are instances where people might feel there's a benefit in going direct sorry um but if they do they need to they need to have their argument pretty well stacked up because just otherwise you're just just chucking opportunities out yeah and to be fair we work in partnership with zenith so it's it's a partnership in terms of what we collectively think is right for that particular communication so even if they did come directly to me i would send them zenith's way to start with to understand as they're actually as part of the the wider comms whether they're actually fit as you say by audience and by message and relevance how much strategy goes into the placement of the advertising within the podcast so it says on some podcasts they are placed at the start others at the middle so how do you choose the best placement i think that could be for me but i reckon um essentially we work you know, there's independent production we have producers we also have some research about we know when and how to in, in, insert the ads essentially but i think it's pretty consistent that you know there's a ads insert pre-listen and then it's a, a length of content we're trying to look for a natural break in that flow of conversation and then it's a sort of mid-break essentially and also you can give them the brief to go off piste a bit so actually if you're if the conversation is veering towards something that actually Lloyd's is talking about and then they bring their own experiences into that conversation you don't have to be totally scripted in fact I kind of say you know this is this is a guide but actually you give your own sort of feeling and point of view in there so I think it can be throughout have you found a difference in results for host threads versus spot linear ads within podcasts I think you need a mix I think you absolutely need a mix of both Vicky there's one question for you um, do you prefer to work with hosts who bank with Lloyds or do you rely on your briefs to ensure they can speak authentically about the brand slash product? <laughs> I think our objectives are all around kind of speaking to our current customers, but also non-customers at the same time. So we don't, the brief to, to the Zenith guys isn't go and find our customers and we'll talk to them more. It's about the audience that we're trying to hit, which is normally kind of families, 25, 54, who, I don't know, they're kind of, got propensity to think about savings and planning for their family's future so no no we don't (laughs) i think we have time for one more question so how can agencies make the campaign process smoother from both a brand and media owner perspective um so thinking about media agencies specifically i think there's a storytelling aspect to pitching a channel assuming you're pitching it to a to to a to an organization who who perhaps don't understand it or aren't currently using it. And I think it can be quite intimidating because it's such a, uh, you know, such a kind of, kind of chopped up ecosystem um, to, to be able to navigate it. So I think, I think media agencies, the best media agencies are able to, to navigate that and tell a story about how, um, how the shape of podcasting, the trends, the different formats, and then that will give advertisers confidence. And also how it, how what the role it plays in your broader audio mix as well from a digital and linear perspective great well that's all the questions thank you so much that was the session from pod pod and campaigns podcast advertising summit our thanks to ed berth ed couchman vicky handley and steve dunlop for joining us on stage and thank you for listening i've been adam shepherd and you've been listening to pod pod <laughs>